Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to be here. I um, don't have a film, and I don't have as much time as my pre-speakers have, so I shall be very brief. Let me, first of all, I want to talk largely about um, prehistory and particularly about the prehistory of humanity. But uh, listening to the impassioned um, concerns of uh, Beverly and, and Derek, I share them and I share them deeply. But at the same time, I'm, I was sitting thinking about life in general, and I think we tend to forget that about 99, if not 99.5% of all life that has lived on this planet is now extinct. And extinction is the basis for speciation. Derek quite correctly pointed out that the human growth, the population growth in humanity is what is interfering with the process that has been natural for close, as far as we're concerned in terms of life we recognize and understand, close to 500 million years. And so extinctions are going to happen, but we shouldn't be causing them. And I think that's the point we need to consider. The difficulty is, whilst we have a very large human population, much of the, the density is focused in the areas where there's greatest biodiversity, but it's also where the focus of human poverty re resides. And it is extremely difficult if you have the, the facility and, 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 and the um, time and the wealth to come to Sinkida to understand that there are millions and millions and millions of people who will never have the experience that we're having here in the next few days. And it's a question of who is the too many? And I think it's important when one goes to sleep in the evenings to remember that yes, we are too many, but who is to decide? And this is what has bedeviled this, this formula. And I fundamentally believe that uh, the human population has grown beyond anybody's imagination, and sadly it will continue to grow. And the, threats to our life will continue to, to accelerate. I think every effort that can be made to hold on to species, to hold on to the estate upon which species live, is worthwhile. But let us, let us never forget that we are also a species that has an ancestry where extinction has been common. Many forms, earlier forms of humans, have disappeared. And we, too, like the cheetah is facing, got down to a population that was probably not 12,000, but was less than 2,000. And everybody living on this planet today has a relationship with a population that lived in Africa just 65,000 years ago. Humanity was at the point of extinction less than 65,000 years ago, and has come through to the point where we are 7 billion going 12. This is the paradox, uh, this is the concern, this is the challenge of our times, and how the current generation and the generations that we are, we are, we are already in sight of are going to deal with this, 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 this uh, confrontation is difficult to see. Climate change has played a very significant role in, in the process of extinction as I believe it will today. 
and the, the, the facts of climate change affecting the tropics in particular, but the world at large, is not only putting pressure on, on human societies, and particularly poor societies, but is also adding pressure to the survival of the big cats and the elephants and the gorillas and the chimpanzees. And this is something that we don't yet fully understand. But I would put to you that every critical stage in the story of humankind has been uh, instigated through adaptation to climate change, which is, which is not new. Uh, and indeed, it's one of the reasons that when I hear people say that you know, we can do nothing about climate change um, because it's natural, um, it has happened before, and it's because it's happened before, we know to what extent it can affect life on this planet. And if we had never had climate change before, we would have no idea what's likely to happen. But climate change has been all too common in the history of this planet, and it has never failed to have extraordinary consequences on life forms in every part of the planet, irrespective of their particular adaptation. And the only ones who have survived climate change episodes successfully are those who live deep down in the deep seas. And, and as you know, uh, off the coast of Africa, you can find coelacanths wandering around on their fins that were contemporaries of dinosaurs. Uh, my ambition is to see a living coelacanth, but I doubt if I shall, because I hate water. Um, what is very interesting is that uh, this continent does now appear to have, have produced humanity. Um, not only the, the early phases, which I'll talk about very briefly, but the 65,000-year-old population from which we are descended. And when I say we are descended, genetic studies have shown, particularly from, from the mitochondrial side, but also now from, from other work that is being done by molecular biologists, is that we are more closely related to each other, irrespective of our place of origin, than wild chimpanzees are related to them to each other of them in the Congo forest. The Congo populations of, of chimpanzees are more diverse, having had a longer ancestry, than everybody living today. We are basically a very, very recent phenomena on this planet. This is not to say that there weren't Homo sapiens around a little earlier than 65,000 years ago. The oldest Homo sapiens goes back to about 200,000 years. But those Homo sapiens never had the success that our immediate ancestors did. And one of the big questions remaining for paleoanthropology is to understand what caused this genetic bottleneck and what gave <coughs> that little population the ability to out-survive and out-compete and succeed and spread across the world as it did within the last 65,000 years. Similarly, within that population, we do not yet understand exactly what led to the beginning of agriculture. Agriculture comes in between uh, eight and, and 14,000 years ago, domestication of both plant and animal. What precipitated that was probably climate change at the end of the Ice Ages. And I think we're beginning to see the connection between that last major climate change event and the appearance of people living in, 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 in uh, settled patterns and growing their food and crops in many parts of the world, but not everywhere. Homo sapiens um, is a derivative of a previous population of homo creatures that, that had large brains, made tools, made fire, 
were very successful, spread out of Central Africa into uh, Europe and then across to Asia. And Homo erectus goes back from about 250,000 years all the way back to about 1.7 million years. Prior to uh, one, uh, well, the European populations of Homo erectus got to Europe about 1.7. Before that, all of humanity was based on this continent. There are incredible numbers of fossils have, that have now been collected. And what is very clear is that in addition to Homo erectus, from which we are probably directly related through the, the, the two examples of Homo sapiens that I've referred to, there, there are also other species of pre-human that lived uh, very successfully down in southern Africa, in this part of Africa, as well as in East Africa, all the way up to the Horn of Africa. And these were the, the pre-erectus homo forms, where uh, the anatomical evidence suggests there was an adaptation to a, a larger brain and access to meat, meat-eating, where they ceased to be um, simply prey species, but became a predator species. And the key for that was the development of a technology that enabled uh, individuals to slice meat with fingers like ours and teeth like ours. Uh, you can't do what the big cats can do. You can't get at meat even if you find it already killed by something else. And the development of sharp cutting edges gave early Homer the access to a dart that in an interesting way was important because it came in large packages and could be carried to be shared. And if you can share your food, you can begin to have uh, longer periods of, of, of development of babies because the mothers don't have to go out and gather food to keep themselves alive. And it appears that the nurturing of, of, of young humans probably began with access to meat as a principal part of the diet some two and a half million years ago. Again, that the shift from being an omnivore, largely frugivorous and seed-eating animal to a, a, a meat-eating animal took place as a result of climate change some two and a half million years ago across the, 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 the eastern side of Africa. We don't fully understand what happened, but it's clear that it did happen at that time. But in addition to the pre-erectus Homo habilis and, and, and these other complicated uh, names, there were also the so-called Australopithecines, which were much less like us, but walked on two legs. And the question is, what is a human? Uh, is it us who can uh, talk, uh, think, um, uh, see film, touch buttons and things? Or is a human something much more basic? Um, I think um, Beverly referred to the emotional connection they have with big cats through the eye. People talk about the emotional uh, element with elephants, things that do things in a complicated way. Clearly, it's, it's much more to being human than simply having a large brain that is capable of emotion and thinking. And sympathy, empathy uh, has been introduced as part of, of the religious faith, that this is what makes us special. We have that capacity to judge right and wrong, good and bad, uh, evil and, 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 and virtue, and all of these complicated concepts that we've developed. But can one really say that um, elephants don't have basically the same criteria in their makeup of, of, of emotions. And I'm very impressed by a lot of animals that show not only sympathy with members of their own species, but show empathy in being able to interact with other species in a helpful way when it's appropriate. But the Australopithecines became extinct, and the question is, um, what was it that, that was about them that make us think of them as humans or pre-humans?